Hello and welcome to Manageable Conversations, the podcast where we speak to leaders across industry sectors. In each episode, we'll discover what helped them in their career, how they stay sharp, and ways they get the best out of their teams. I'm Farley Thomas, the founder of Manageable. We hope this podcast inspires you to be a great leader by learning from others. Today's guest is Gillian Harrison, CEO of White Fox Technologies. They reduce the environmental impact of various industrial processes. Gillian's been at the helm of White Fox since 2009. Before becoming CEO, she helped the company tap into the South American market, drawing on her skills as a corporate lawyer and polyglot. Having run the company over a turbulent decade, I'm really interested to get her thoughts on leadership. Gillian, thank you very much for joining us. Could you say a little bit about what White Fox does and what makes it exciting to be part of the company? White Fox focuses on reducing energy and water waste in big industrial processes. We have installations in anything from vitamin C production. So when you're taking your vitamins to to help you combat your common cold, uh, our technology is helping to make that uh, a more sustainable product, which is really cool. Uh, We also work in the perfume sector, pharmaceuticals and sustainable biofuels. So what I really love is that all our efforts are relating to making something tangible, something that's real, and helping to make a positive impact for our customers, but also for the environment. Having a positive impact must be really appealing to quite a lot of people. Thinking about those who might want to follow in your footsteps, what helped you, first of all, become CEO? What was that potential that you believe the founders saw? I think they they would have seen that I was prepared to take on challenge. So in the two years prior to being asked to become a CEO, I had uh, two roles. So I had a legal counsel role, but I also had a commercial role to help open up the Brazilian ethanol market for, for White Fox. I guess they would have seen that I was prepared to go into the challenge and lean into it and grasp it and seek to find a solution. It, it seems to me that Being CEO brings with it quite a lot of challenges on a day-to-day basis. And I'm curious, Gillian, how do you stay sharp? How do you keep up your fitness to be CEO day in, day out? To me, staying sharp is a combination of things. It's certainly always being prepared to ask questions and learn from others. Seeking a diverse perspective from people in different areas. So in my case, one of the things that I've done over the last few years is join a group of CEOs from different industries. And we meet months a a month. uh, And it's a great opportunity to talk through issues that any of us might be facing and help us to reach the right decision. Sometimes just sharing whatever issue you might be facing with others and hearing a different lens, if you like, is uh, what helps me to make really good decisions. The other thing I'd say in terms of being sharp is always seeking to learn. Reading, um, listening to podcasts, uh, speaking to others and, and having the opportunity to learn new things about what you're working on. And another thing I'd say that's important to me is uh, keeping fit. No, physically, actually. In the earlier years, I would seek to work really long hours and it felt that it was all about putting in lots of long hours and hard work, whereas actually taking time out makes you better, in fact. So it makes you sharper, makes you make better decisions when you've got a clearer head and you're feeling physically fit as well. 
What Gillian's saying here is completely right. Two in five people in the UK say work pressure is damaging their mental health. But research has shown that exercise is a great way to boost alertness and quality of thinking. In fact, even one of history's greatest minds, Einstein, found his real breakthroughs came when he was having a break, which he called combinatory play. So create a culture where you and your team have lots of time to rest and reflect. It definitely strikes me that you've got a, a really good recipe for um, keeping on top of the challenges of the role. Is there any advice you have for people who might want to be following in your footsteps? To take risk, to move outside of your comfort zone. If people in your organisation gives you the opportunity to, to do something different, do something that maybe you're not feeling comfortable with, take it. Never say no. Always take that challenge because you'll, you'll always learn from it. Um, and I think it will then give you breadth, give you the opportunity to, to be broader minded in, in what you're doing. Sometimes you might not realize it's an opportunity that you're given, but um, it's often the things that you don't plan that you learn more from. Yes, it's a great invitation, isn't it? To rise to the challenge or be energised by opportunities to do something different, even if it's uncomfortable. You know, I wonder if you've got a tip for managers, something that will help them get the best out of their teams day in, day out. Um, I'm not sure I have one tip, but, but maybe a few things come to mind. Ask questions. Don't just tell them what to do. So try and develop a coaching style so that you're inviting your team to use their approach to something rather than you just telling them what to do because that will then enable them to learn more but it will give you the chance to learn more about them and then you'll see their strengths and weaknesses and areas where you can help them be better try and get a diverse team there's always a different way of thinking about something and that will help you then in your job as a manager by hearing hearing what they have to say. I just want to reflect on what Gillian's saying here about strengths. As leaders, we all clearly hire people for their strengths. But once they're hired, it's easy to shift focus to weaknesses. Cisco did some great research on the best teams and found they were all led by managers who helped team members use their strengths every single day. So look out for and harness those individual strengths in your team. Is there something when you look back on your career, Gillian, that you kind of think, I, I really wish I did that differently? Early on, I probably was scared to make mistakes. You know, I felt if I'm a CEO, everybody expects me to know everything. Um, and therefore, there were probably times where I felt that I maybe took too long to make a decision because perhaps I felt the need to research really thoroughly around it and get lots of other people to give me their opinion uh, on what the decision was rather than believing that actually maybe my own decision or opinion on something would be not only the right decision but uh, the way what I what was expected of me so um, you know I think get your own voice sooner rather than later be prepared to listen to your own instincts believe in your own a way of doing things and develop your own style. You know, so that's probably one thing that perhaps I could have got to that position a bit more quickly. Yeah, so, so, so something along the lines of having far more trust in your own 
abilities, convictions and ideas. And building on that, Gillian, and, and if you think about the challenging year we've just emerged from, you know, in 2020, what have you learned through the year? So from an organisation perspective, I definitely, you know, with everybody working from home, I, I saw people can be really inspired and work really well on their own at home, provided you, you are clear in what people are expected to do. Uh, and confident in where the organization is actually you know the team worked really really well uh, so that was definitely a learning I think for me personally I saw that I actually quite enjoyed the challenge of COVID in in some way what it did was create um, an interesting energy and quite an exciting energy in the organization and quite clearly we had to put our plans for 2020 to one side and be nimble and react. And we actually were pretty innovative in that period and, and created some really new new products, which we're selling into the market. So it was uh, quite a fruitful period for, for me and for, for the organization. Um, and I think the final thing I'd say is I took more effort to take time out. Being at home, obviously, like all of us, I made sure I was allocating time in my diary to think to reflect and not just go from meeting to meeting to meeting, which when you're in the office, I find it more difficult to do. So having that opportunity to take that space, I realized I was making better decisions and I was doing a better job for the company by taking that, that time and that space out. I now encourage everybody in the organization to do that. That feels like a really great insight, Gillian, where you're asking people, to not be rushing from one thing to the other all the time and therefore on balance have much higher quality outcomes. Yeah, for sure. That's great, Gillian. Thank you very much for joining us and sharing your thoughts. Pleasure, Farley. Thank you. If you enjoyed this manageable conversation, there are many other perspectives we offer our community of managers worldwide who coach and individuals from all walks of life who benefit from being coached. That's all from me. I'm Farley Thomas. Until next time.